0: Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God, and I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking, and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. You heard the enemy. Can I tell you, the enemy hasn't changed his language. (laughs) Woo! He's not changed. He's still saying today, let's get a hold of them now. Let's deal wisely with them now. Let's create trouble and schemes and all these different things. Let's arise trouble in their life so that they won't find out who they are. So that they won't raise up and realize that they have power over us. They are mightier than we. I said the enemy said that about you. Did you hear what I said? The enemy is saying right now that you are mightier than he is. And half the time we're walking around thinking, oh, I hope, I don't know what the devil's going to do next. Come on, church. It's time that the body of Christ raises up and takes hold of that authority that Christ has given us. Come on. As even said in Genesis, he said, Sin is running rampant, subdue it. It's time that we raise up and start subduing things that's around us. Come on, speaking to things that's out of line. Come on, somebody. Is there some things in your life that's out of line? Is there some things in certain areas of your life that's not matching up with what God said? What should I do about it? Just keep going about my business? Uh, let me tell you what I should do about it. It's time I start speaking against that thing. Come on, somebody. It's time you start speaking that word and say, so I command you to get in line. Sometimes you got to speak to your wallet. Sometimes you got to speak to your body. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to speak to your kids. Sometimes you got to speak over something and say so you will live and not die and what? Declare the wonders, the glory of the Lord. Hey, hey. somebody say, I've still got to glorify Him. Uh-uh, the enemy can't take me. I've still got to glorify Him. I've still got praising to do. Come on, somebody. But what I'm trying to tell you is this, is the more the enemy pressed them, the more the oil flowed. Every time the enemy's pressing you, every time he's trying to put pressure on you, just look at him and start laughing. Come on, just start laughing. You say, well, that's crazy. It's all right to have crazy faith. That's what God told me about a month ago. He said, it's all right to have crazy faith. Come on, how many knows what crazy faith is? You calling yourself a millionaire and you know what's in your bank account. That's crazy faith, isn't it? Come on, you feeling like you can't even take a next step and saying I'm healed. That's crazy faith, isn't it? When the doctor says ain't no way you're going to make it past December and you're talking about all the plans you're going to do for the next coming year. That is crazy faith, ladies and gentlemen. But that's the kind of faith that God wants you to have. He wants you to have crazy faith. And you know what else crazy Face says? Go ahead. The more you press me, the more oil's going to come out. The more you try to afflict me, the more I'm going to multiply and grow. Hey, come on. Somebody shout, you can't stop this thing. Come on, say it one more time. You can't stop this thing. Stop this thing. Glory to God. Woo. <laughs> Ooh, The pressure's on, but the oil's flowing. Daniel chapter 3. Let's go to Daniel chapter 3, verse 12. Let's start right here at verse 12. It says, And there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these men, O king, talking to Nebuchadnezzar, have not regarded you. They serve not your gods, nor do they worship the golden image that you have set up. Let me, let me stop right there for a second. He had made a decree over the whole nation. He said, when the music starts playing, you better bow. Is the enemy still doing that today? When I push your button, when I, when I raise up that certain problem in your life, you better start talking about how bad things are. Come on. You better start dwelling on your troubles you better stop praising God and start living in doubt and fear. In other words, the enemy still want you to pay attention to the music he's playing in your life. And here, this is what they said. And Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then they brought these men before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is this true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do you not serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, or the sagbat, and psaltery, and uh, and and all kinds of music, you will fall down and worship the image which I have made. Somebody say the pressure's on. Well, but if you worship not, You shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Is the enemy still talking like that to you? Who is this God that's going to heal you? Who is this God that's going to make a way out of this trouble? Come on. Who is this God that's going to deliver you out of this great pressure? Come on, you, you know how he likes to talk. You've seen so-and-so. You've seen how it didn't work for them, and it didn't work for this one or that one. What well, makes you think it's going to work for you? mm mm And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered. So the pressure was on, but guess what? When the pressure was on, this is what they spoke. And said, O king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Ooh, y'all, excuse me. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. He and He will, somebody say, He will will. deliver us out of your hand, O king. Now, what have you been taught for years in church? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went before the king and said, We don't know if God's going to deliver us or not, but whether He does or whether He doesn't, we're still not going to bow. That's not what they said. I just read it to you. What they say? They said, If it be so. If what be so? If you throw us into the furnace. He said, "No, right now that our God, what? He will deliver us out of your hand. You serve the God in here this morning that will deliver you out of every trouble, out of every trial, out of every situation and circumstance. You don't have to fear. When the pressure's on and you take a stand for God, you don't have to fear. Well, is God going to back me up? Let me ask you a question. Here's a man, a man declaring that he's God and sets up an image and says you're going to bow down and worship this image. Do you think for one second that God is not going to show up on the scene and show that He's God? Come on, somebody. Let me, let, let me make it uh, relative to you. Do you think for one second that when the enemy comes against you and he's attacking you this and, and attacking you in that, do you think that God, who is your Father, is not going to stand up and show up and show off in your life? Come on. Somebody raise your hand and say, I believe God. I believe he's going to deliver. I don't care. When I take a stand for God, see, I know we've been taught that when we take a stand for God, you might be delivered, you might not. You might be brought through, you might not. You just never know. But whatever happens, just take a stand for God. But that's not the word. Come on, somebody. Somebody say that's opinion. And we don't need opinions. You don't need my opinion, you need the word. And the Word says that when we take a stand for God, when the pressure's on, the anointing, the oil is going to flow and God's going to step into our situation and show that He's still God. Give the Lord some glory in here today. Woo! Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Now, verse 18, let me read it one more time. But if it be not, be it known unto you, O King. In other words, if what be not? If you don't throw us in the fire, we're not going to bow. I want to know if I'm looking at a bunch of people today that have made up their mind, you're not going to bow. You're not going to bow when it concerns your finances. You're not going to bow when it concerns your body. You're not going to bow when it comes to society that says you've got to live this way. You've got to live that way. I want to know if I'm looking at some people in here this morning that says I am not going to bow to the system of the world. That I'm going to live how God says I can live. Well, let me let you in on something. If I'm looking at a bunch of people today that have made that statement, you get ready because the anointing is going to flow in your life. Somebody give him some glory. I said the anointing of increase, of triumph, is going to flow in your life. So what did Nebuchadnezzar do? That's right. Come on. Let me let you in on something. When you start making a stand for God, it seems like the pressure gets even greater. Somebody talk to me. When you say, I'm going to believe God from now on. I'm going to trust him in this and trust him in that. Boom, the pressure comes on even greater. But you keep standing. You, come on. You have that mindset. I am not going to bow. I am not going to let go of this. Come on. You come at me. The more you press me, the more oil's going to flow. I am not giving up. We learned last week what it meant to resist the devil. It wasn't just hunker down and hold on. No, it says make a great defense about it. Being unmovable and unshakable and saying, I'm not going anywhere. You're giving me sevenfold what you stole from me. And you're giving me all the substance of your house. And and here we go. We have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego making a statement saying, we ain't careful to answer you. (laughs) We ain't bowing. We're not going to dance to your music. Hey, hey, come on. We're not going to dance to your music. Whether you throw us in the fire. If you throw us in the fire, God's going to deliver us. But if you don't throw us in the fire, we still ain't going to bow. So he heats it up seven times hotter than it was before. Read on down the verses. Seven times hotter. It was so hot... That the people that were next, that threw them into the fire. Now watch. He not only threw them in the fire, but he threw them bound. They were like this, bound. Somebody say, the pressure's on. And the, pe- the guards that threw them into the fire, it was so hot that it burned them. The pressure's on. Let's see. Now let's read if the oil began to flow. Verse 23, it says, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. Somebody say, My enemy's going to be amazed. (laughs) And rose up in haste and spoke and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto him, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four loosed. Come on. Somebody say loosed. (laughs) You want to go to the New Testament? He didn't just say, Lazarus, come forth. He, He told the things that were binding him to let him go. Come on. He said, I see four loosed walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. Somebody say no hurt. And the form of the fourth is likened unto the Son of God. Hallelujah. So what happened here? When the pressure was at its greatest, the oil began to flow. Can I tell it to you like this? The anointing himself was in the midst of the fire. Come on, somebody. The anointing himself came in the midst of the trouble and it made it to where that they was not only not hurt, but the Bible says they came out smelling, not even smelling like smoke. Can I let you in on something? That the anointing that's coming forth in your life is going to make as every trial, every situation you went through as if it never even happened. Somebody give God some glory in this house today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The greater the pressure, the greater the oil. Say it with me. The greater the pressure, the greater the oil. 1 Peter 1.7. Look at this right here. It says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perish, though it be tried with what? Though it be tried with what? Fire. I wrote a a church connection text, uh, I believe it was the other day. I talked about how your faith is what's on trial, not you. This bold declaration you made, I'm trusting God, God is my this, He's my that. It's going to be put on trial. I'm not saying that to discourage you. Did you hear what he said? Did you? Out of the mouth of babes. Come on, somebody. You win. You win. Turn to your neighbor and say, won't he do it? Hallelujah. My fa- he didn't say, my faith is going to come forth weak and broken. He didn't say that. He said, my faith is going to come forth being more precious than gold. Can somebody that's come through on the other side, can you lift your hands and say, what I've got now is far more precious than what I've been through? My God, I would not trade it for nothing. And if you can say this, if you can say, I'd go through it all again to get what I have now, you've got it. Do you hear me I'd go through it all again. I'd go through all the trouble, all the pain, all the sorrow again to have what I have now with Him. No man can take it away because no man gave it to me. Are you listening to what I'm saying in here this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what I'm telling you. You keep trusting God. You keep walking by faith. You keep standing because there is a glory that is coming forth out of this trouble. There is a glory that's coming forth out of this pressure that you are under. You keep doing it, I'm telling you. How many knows His Word cannot lie? It can't lie. It must come to pass. Well, He says, count it all joy. Come on. Count it all joy. Hallelujah. Count it all joy, no matter what you're going through. Now let's go back to Daniel 3.28. Let's read what the king has to say here. So now they're coming out of the fire. Amen. And Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God. Oh, Lord. You mean to tell me my enemy's going to have to praise my God? Oh, come on, somebody. You mean my enemy's got to tell me I'm victorious? He's got to say I'm blessed. He's got to say I'm healed. You mean that? You mean to tell me he's got to say that truly this God you serve, he's God and I'm not? Oh, yes, he does, ladies and gentlemen, because you allowed the oil to flow in your life. You tapped into that treasure that was on the inside of you. I'm reminded, it says, the enemy believes... And trembles. Believes what? There's only one God. Come on. And he said, the enemy believes and trembles. Let's go on. He says, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who have sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him. Do you see what happened? They were delivered, why? Why? Because they trusted in God. Don't you let nobody tell you that it doesn't pay to trust in God. I know it may look uncertain right now, but you keep trusting. You keep standing and watch what God does. And have changed the king's word. Somebody say they changed the enemy's word. <laughs> the enemy, oh my God, I'm fixing to run. The enemy said you wasn't gonna make it through that, the enemy said this was gonna kill you. Come on. The enemy says, Ain't no way you're coming out of this trial. Well, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Once the anointing, the glory begins to flow, he's going to have to change his his pronouncing over you. He's going to have to change his prediction over you. And he's going to have to say, You're going to live and not die. Come on. Hallelujah. You have changed the king's word. You have yielded their bodies that they might not serve or worship any god except their own god. Somebody say they refuse the bow. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, or language would speak anything amiss. In other words, if they say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god. Somebody help me. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. (laughs) Woo! I said there's no other God can deliver you like He's delivered you. See, what you need to understand is that God is not wanting to deliver you naturally. He's wanting to bring things forth in your life supernatural. Somebody say, that's the anointing. Come on, that's the anointing. See, the the doctors may have said it's impossible. God said, I didn't need them to begin with. I'm going to do it myself. Come on, the bankers might have said, there ain't no way you're keeping this and you're keeping that. God said, I didn't need them to begin with. I make you a lender unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. Somebody say supernatural. That's what the anointing is. Supernatural. Amen? Amen. And the enemy here is saying, there is nobody that can do what he does. Hey. Turn to your neighbor and say, there is nobody that can do what God does. Hallelujah. I don't care how impossible it may seem. Matter of fact, you might as well get ready because that's exactly where God's gonna work. Come on, somebody. He don't work in the realm of the possible. See, you ought to shout when they said, there ain't no way it's going to happen. You should have gave God some glory and praise right then and there when they said, it's over for you. Because that's when God said, okay, it's time for me to work. Come on, somebody. And when he steps in, what was impossible becomes... Mm. I got one more story. Can you bear it? Acts 16. And it came to pass... As they went to pray, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. And the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which shows unto us the way of salvation. Somebody say, the enemy knows who you are. Next verse. And this she did many days. But Paul, being grieved, somebody say he had enough, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And what happened? Somebody say it had to. Say it one more time, it had to. Verse 19. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Now you'll find out that when you start disrupting the plans of the enemy, he don't like that. So what happens? He begins to try to put pressure on you. Because I told you, what you're going through is bigger than you. You're not only being delivered, but a multitude of people that you're going to reach is going to be delivered. And the enemy does not like that. So what's he do? He tries to keep the pressure on you. Come on. How many knows if I get blessed, others are going to be blessed? Come on. If I get healed, other people are going to be healed. If I get delivered, I'm going to get a bunch of people set free. Come on. So the enemy does not like that. So what's he do? He tries to stop the flow of the anointing. You've seen it many times in different revivals what has happened. The enemy would raise up and try to cap the revival. Try to stop the flow of the anointing. Because as long as the anointing's flowing, he's in trouble. And he tried to stop it. And he did the same thing here with Paul and Silas. He said, I'm going to put them in prison. Their anointing ain't going to be flowing no more. Why? Because they cut off his wealth. Somebody say, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for me. Somebody say, the devil's got my money, and I'm taking it. Hey! Verses 23. It says, and when they had laid many stripes upon them. Somebody say, the pressure's on. They cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Don't you let them go. Next verse. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison. Not just on the edge, but as deep as you can go in the inner prison, and made their feet fast in stocks. They were bound and shackled inside of the prison cell. Verse 25. The pressure was on, and what happened? The oil began to flow. At midnight, Paul and Silas began to pray. Come on. And they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. That means right there that once they heard them, they, it was contagious. How many knows that praise is contagious? When you start praising God, other people around you say, I got to praise God myself. You see, what they did is what we should do. They didn't gripe and complain and say, woe is me. They started praising God because they knew there was an anointing that was getting ready to flow out of this thing. Oh, yeah. It looked like the enemy had them bound down, shut down, and they wasn't going anywhere now. And they began to praise God because they knew when it looks as if it ain't going to happen, come on, that's when it happens. Oh, come on somebody, that is when it happens and they begin to praise God and glorify Him. And let me tell you something, if you ever learn how to start praising God, the anointing will flow. Are you listening to me? If you ever start learning when you come in here, as soon as you get in here, you start glorifying Him and praising Him and worshiping Him, you're not going to have to have somebody coach you. The anointing is going to flow in your life today. And what you've been needing, healing, deliverance, whatever, it's going to flow in your life today. Why? Because the anointing is here. The Holy Ghost is in this place today. And He's ready to set the captive free. Come on, and preach the, the what? The gospel to the poor. Why? So you don't stay poor. Hey, hey, hey. Hallelujah. Somebody say the anointing. It's here. It's here. Verses uh, 23 and 25, right? I read that. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened. Freedom happened. Somebody say freedom. So first we learned that the anointing brings multiplication. Somebody say multiplication. Then we learned that the anointing brings triumph. Somebody say triumph. Now we're going to learn that the anointing brings freedom. Somebody say freedom. Now, I could have used the word deliverance, but... It hits home nowadays if you say freedom. The freedom to do something. Amen. They needed the freedom to go about the kingdom business. They needed the freedom to go back out and do the work of the kingdom. And guess what it took to do that? The anointing. Hey, hey, hey. I said the anointing. And what happened unto me? Acts 16, 26, let's read. It says, and suddenly, somebody say suddenly. When the anointing begins to flow, somebody say suddenly is going to happen. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. Next verse. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, seeing that the prison doors were open, he drew out his sword that he would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. And the next verse right there. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do not harm thyself. We are all here. Next verse. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas, verse 30, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Did I not tell you earlier that when people start seeing your fruits, when they start seeing the anointing on your life, they're going to say, Sir, uh, ma'am, what can I do to have what you have? Come on, somebody. It's time that the church raises up and stop going after what the world has. We don't need what the world has. We've got to start offering them what they can't get. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Our health care is free. They can try all they want to. They'll never make free health care. But ours was paid for by the stripes on Jesus' back. We've got free health care. Come on, somebody. We don't borrow, but what? We lend. We got something better. Hallelujah. Now watch. Now many people say, well, it was just an earthquake. just happened to happen. And and you know, well, let me tell you something. Earthquakes don't make chains fall off. Somebody say, hey. They don't make the handcuffs suddenly just open. I don't care how hard the earth's shaking. What was it? It was the oil. <laughs> Woo, it was the anointing. See, when the pressure was on, they didn't buckle under pressure. But this is what they said the more you pressure us, there's a treasure in this earthen vessel. Come on. The more you pressure us, the more the oil's going to flow and what happened exactly what they said the more the oil began to flow and the Bible says that the whole place was shook to such a degree that it not only busted the prison cell open but it unloosed every chain that was upon them the enemy had to let them go are you hearing what I'm saying I'm telling you in here this morning that the enemy's got to let you go come on he's got to let your body go he's got to let your money go he's got to let your kids go When you start tapping into that anointing, he's got to let you go. Why? Because God's got you. (laughs) And let me tell you something about my God. What is his, he keeps. Did you hear what I said? I said, what is his, he keeps. That's why Paul said, I am persuaded that what I have committed unto God, he will keep against that day. Somebody say, he's keeping me because I put my trust in him. He's keeping me. He's keeping my body. He's keeping my finances. He's keeping my mind. He's keeping me. Nothing the enemy threw at them. Every story, the Egyptians, come on, Nebuchadnezzar and the jailers. No matter what the enemy threw at them, when the pressure was on, I have proven to you today that the oil will always flow. As long as you refuse to bow and as long as you put your trust in God, that oil is going to flow, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you need to praise God right now. You need to glorify Him and say, Thank you, Lord. I'm thanking you in the trouble. I'm not thanking you for it. I'm thanking you in the trouble. Because I know that all things, come on, What's that scripture? All things work to the good of them that what? Love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Somebody say, that's me. Isaiah 10, 27. (laughs) Come on up. Isaiah 10, 27. Read this right here. It says, and it shall come to pass. Mm -hmm. Say that with me. And it shall come to pass. You ought to be saying that every day over your promises that God taught. And it shall come to pass. That word come to pass in the Greek means it shifts from one realm to another. What God has spoken is in another realm right now. Amen? How many knows that baby that they had, it was in another realm, you know, a time ago, but now it's in this realm. Somebody say, it came to pass. That's exactly what's going to happen on every word that God's spoken over your life as long as you keep it. And it came to pass in that day that His burden shall be taken away from off His shoulders and the yoke from off His neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of what? The anointing. (laughs) Somebody say, my yoke is being destroyed because of the anointing. I read in Isaiah that the anointing will break every prison door, destroy every chain, come on, heal every disease. I don't care what you brought in here today. All you need is the anointing, come on. I know a lot of churches today, they're spending their time becoming entertainment. I don't want entertainment. I want the power. Are you listening to me? I want the anointing. I want to walk out of here and say, I know God was in this place. the gate called beautiful Peter said silver and gold have I none but such as I have what did he have the anointing such as I have I give unto you now what now the beggar was hoping he'd do what give him money but he said I'm going to give you something that's going to help you out of that where you won't need people's money my God I'm going to release onto you the anointing that's going to get you up off your crippleness and you're going to go about the father's business. And what happened? That spirit of infirmity had to let him go. Did you hear what I said? It had to let him go. And that's exactly what happened. And what did the Bible say? He went into the temple with them glorifying and praising God. <laughs> Woo! Stand to your feet this morning. Let the oil flow. Let the oil flow this morning.